Thank you for downloading this podcast from Awakening Church. And to hang out with him and to have his voice in my life. And uh, I can think of no greater dude than Chris Davis. He is an amazing man of God who's absolutely just, I I can't even explain Chris Davis to y'all. And everybody knows Chris Davis, but I can't even explain it to him because he's just that amazing. So, yeah, the creature preacher. Y'all about to get the creature preacher today. He ain't got no snakes. If you do, I'm out of here. I'm just trying to help you out. I'm gone. I'm I'm out. We we don't believe it. Uh Uh-uh. That's the devil. That is the devil. Anyway, so y'all welcome Chris Davis. What's up, everybody? <laughs> That's awesome. We love you guys. Thank you. Our worship team, amazing job as always. And um, I'm excited about being with you guys and having an opportunity to share once again. And so let's just start off with some prayer. Father, we glorify you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for this moment, for this time, God. We ask that you would breathe the breath of life, God, on every word. Lord, that you would come and open up our eyes to see what it is that your spirit is saying to us, God, that you would empower us, God, to to live out our callings, God, to live out the destinies and the purposes that you have for us, God. So we just thank you for that, God, and we ask, Lord, that you would just strengthen every one of us right now in our hearts and our minds and our bodies, Jesus. It says, hey, come, Lord, rest upon us, God. Be with us in this moment, Jesus, and we thank you, and we give you glory. Amen. Amen. So today I want to I come to you guys with something that's been on my heart um, just in the last week or so and just really stirring in me really strongly, and I want to talk about a message with the title, the, the Great Avenger and the End Game. You should have shot it right there. Shout right there. I'm just joking. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, you know how preachers be preaching movies and stuff? <laughs> the great Avenger in the end game. <laughs> no, I just want to talk to you guys today. I just want to talk uh, about some things that the Lord, <laughs> that the Lord has been putting on my heart. Just It's been an evolution over the last few years. And so, honestly, just dialogue together so we may get into some open dialogue here today, but um, I know over the last few weeks, there's been just constant themes as far as like original intent, right? Family and legacy. And um, one thing that has been mentioned in, Ryan's mentioned in a few services re, services recently is John 17. And so I don't, I've shared this other places, but I don't know if I've shared it here. So if I have, then this is just repeat, but I'm just going to run through it real quick and then, uh, and then get somewhere. And, and then, like I said, hopefully get into some dialogue. But so uh, a few, maybe a, a year and a half or so ago, the Lord just kind of wrecked my life with John 17. So you can go ahead and turn there. Okay. And so John 17 is amazing in itself because it's a glimpse into Jesus's prayer life, right? It's this dialogue between Jesus and the Father. And 
the amazing thing about that is in this dialogue, you know, usually when Jesus prayed, he went away. But in this instance, he prayed in front of his disciples. So his disciples were able to see the interaction that he had in the secret place with God. And, and there's some things that just come out in, in this last prayer of Jesus um, that were really stirring to me. And when I, when I first kind of dove into this, I was in a moment of worship at Awakening Church, and we were worshiping and we were singing, you are worthy of it all. And the Lord said to me in that moment, he said, Chris, I want to take you to before. Have I shared this here before? Do you guys, does this sound familiar to anybody? Okay. He said, Chris, I want to take you to before. And I was like, huh? And through that, I started looking into John 17. And so I'm going to read John 17. Starting with verse 1. This is what Jesus prayed as he looked up to heaven. Father, the time has come. Unveil the glorious splendor of your son so that I may magnify your glory. You have already given me authority over all people so that I may give the gift of eternal life to those that you have been given to me. Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the son whom you've sent. This is, yeah, Passion Translation. I've glorified you on earth by faithfully doing everything that you've told me to do. So, Father, restore back to me the glory that we shared together when we were face-to-face -face before the universe was created. I'm going to read that again. Father, restore back to me the glory that we shared together when we were face-to-face -face before the universe was ever created. So Jesus prays that prayer, right? And it's imperative to understand that in this moment that the significance of the prayer is Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross, right? Jesus is getting ready to give his life. He's getting ready to do the thing that he was called to do. He's getting ready even in that moment to be betrayed by one of his closest friends, right? And Jesus prays this prayer, restore to me the glory that I had with you from, from the foundations of the world. You guys, if you've been around Awakening Church, who can tell me what glory means? You, opinion. Glory means opinion, right? So the actual definition of, of glory is doxa, and it means opinion. More importantly, it means exercising an inherently good personal opinion that determines value. So Jesus prayed this prayer and said, God, give me, remind me of the opinion that you had of me before the world was ever framed. Right now in this moment, I'm getting ready to do what you've called me to do, but remind me of the opinion that you had of me before the world was ever framed. Not the opinion of man right now in this moment, the, the Pharisees and all the accusations are, that are getting ready to come up against me. Lord, let me lock in to who you say I am. Right? Jesus, is, Jesus prays this. And I'm going to speed through this. But the wonderful thing about John 17 is if we get to verse 24, I believe it is.
Verse 22, I'm sorry. It says, For the very glory you have given to me, I have given them, so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. So Jesus prays, Father, the same glory that you have given me, the same opinion that you have given me, give it to them. I give to them so that we may be one as we are one. So this eternal glory, this foundational glory before the world was ever framed, Jesus prays, locks into this so he can complete the calling of his life. And then he prays that that same glory, Lord, give it to them, the opinion of God for their life. So what I want to talk to you guys today about is locking into the opinion of God for your life. And, and kind of give a broader context for that. But locking into the opinion of God for your life, because what, has, what happens is that we have so many things that transpire in our life, experiences, opinions that transpire in our life that shape and form us, and we lock in there, and, and we don't fulfill, not fulfill, we struggle to lock into the calling of God for our lives. And I'll just be 100% transparent with this. You know, I love preaching. I love ministry. And you guys know that I've taken a, a, a back seat, if you guys will, as far as stepping out from the youth and everything like that. And that was a tough decision, right? But one of the things is that when the Lord said, let me take you to before, he said, let me take you to before you were born into a pastor's family. Let me take you to before you thought that you were a ladies' man. Let me take you, yeah, let me take you to before you thought you were a, co a comedian. I used, to, I used to be funny. I'm not funny anymore. I used to have no filter and say whatever. I'm not that funny anymore, but... Let me take you to before all of these, all of these things transpired in your life, before all of these opinions of men came and encountered your heart and let me, let me show you another side of what I've put in you. And the reality is all of us have this eternal identity that through life circumstances we've either strayed from or we've never locked in to that to be able to do what it is that the Lord has for us to do. And this is, I'm, I'm talking to you guys because this is something that's evolving in my life right now. But I think that the broader context of this is, I shared on a, on a panel a few weeks ago for a, a conference for my, my dad's church back home. And in preparing for that, the Lord said something to me that was really interesting. I know we talk about original intent, but the reality is that not one of us were created to preach or do what's, what's determined as ministry, right? 
But oftentimes in the church world, we look at that as the pinnacle, as what we have to ascend to is some type of position or pulpit or ministry, right? But that is an ancillary product of the fall, right? And I'm, and I'm saying that there's no place for that. There's 100% place for that. But the reality is, I think about even this, this context that I went to a Bible college, right? So I went to a Bible college. And in Bible college, they groom everyone, prepare everyone for ministry. And I think about all my friends that got kicked out of Bible college or went through Bible, made it through Bible college, but then left and didn't do anything or are doing all type of other things right now, right? Because they were being groomed for ministry. But what if we had Bible colleges that taught people how to lock into the identity of God to find out who they are and to be able to influence a sphere of culture that they were called to before the foundations of the world? instead of trying to groom everybody to fit into this box. That's why we're in the church, we're having the struggles of this, the generations and the coming generations not actually coming out of the youth group or coming out of college and giving back into the church because not everyone is called to ministry in the church. We can't, like, I think I used to, I just ponder, like, I, I have a big heart for evangelism and, you know, like, reaching out. And, um, and I used to just ponder, there's so many people in the world, God. Like, when they get saved, what does that look like? Like, all of these people in the world getting saved and filling up the church. Like, we don't have enough, we don't have enough positions for them all. We don't have enough positions for them all in the church. So I, I'm just in this mode of, of, of thinking and, and, and broadening my perspective of what God wants from us in this life, that the kingdom of God looks much bigger than our churches. That we have a responsibility in our hearts to explore before. I like that. Explore before. Right. To explore before, to, to, to not only, not any, even like we talked, we sung a lot about freedom today, right? And so in the church, we, we know that the Lord sets us free from sin, right? And that's amazing. That's great. Thank you, Jesus, my God. But in freedom, setting us free into wholehearted passions, hobbies, dreams, visions, and being able to live that out in dynamic and in, in, in different ways. You guys tracking with me? You guys understand what I'm saying? So we have these opinions. So turn with me to Romans 12. And I'm not going to be before you guys long, hopefully. Romans 12, verse 1. Oh, he's all right. All right. Beloved friends, 
What should our response, what should be our proper response to God's, God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred, living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. We talked about worship today, your genuine expression of worship. And so I think I've thought of that scripture as present your bodies as a living sacrifice, as a, a laying down, right? A sacrifice and giving up something, right? But what if we think about that in the context of presenting our bodies as an offering, an offering up as opposed to a laying down? Offering up to God, things that delight his heart. This world is so big, and he created it all. He did it all. There's, there's, so so if, if, if we were not, original intent was not ministry, was not us being in a pulpit, or even evangelizing on, evangelizing on our job, if original intent was not that, then that tells me that there's other things that God is deeply passionate about. Other things in this world that God is, that, that, that more than a great message or having someone on our, our, and yes, the angels rejoice when someone gets saved, right? But have, having, you know, a good conversation, you know, where someone's, you know, heart has changed, praise God for that. But there are other, God loves that, but there are other things that cause his heart to rejoice. That he put in us from the foundations of the world. That when he sees you sowing, his heart is ravished by that. Because he put that in you. When he sees you cooking that amazing meal that only you can cook, his heart leaps for joy. When, that's, that's beauty. That's where we can, we, we, we live for Sunday services, we live for good messages, but when we lock in there that there are other things in this life that God is deeply passionate about, that's where we really get to walk with him step by step and day by day. Because we're not convicted or living under condemnation that we didn't spend hours in prayer So we turn away from him. We're not convicted by that because we understand that even if we didn't spend hours in prayer, if we are shooting hoops, Brady Bain, he's in the back. If we're shooting hoops, but we're connecting with him in that moment while we're shooting hoops, that that's devotion to him. That he enjoys that. Verse 2 says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. 
again, the opinions of the culture around us. So they mentioned the creature preacher thing, right? So, you know, in unlocking this and just kind of exploring on this journey, that's something that just really we were in a prayer meeting and talking and the Lord just started just unlocking things in my heart about creativity and original intent and and his creation, John 1, Genesis 1, all that good stuff. And that's where that stemmed from, the creature preacher. But it's been such an evolution because I find myself even in that, so I'm doing a YouTube channel about, I have a passion for uh, reptiles, exotic animals, things like that. And the thing about it is, this is one of the things that if I look back over my life, no one in this earth instilled that in me. That was something from, from what I can remember as, as far back as I can remember was something that is in me. And so like, God, you put this in me, why? That's what the question is. That's what the journey is right now. Why? What do you want to do with this? But in that moment, I find myself trying to imitate other YouTubers and, and that are in that space and doing what they're doing. And so I'm like, this is not it. I'm, I'm doing these videos, but like, that's not it. That's not, I'm, I'm not locked in yet. So God, what, what do I need to do? What do I need to tweak to be me authentically the way that you designed me to be so that I can give you glory? Render your glory. And for each of us, and, uh, and it may not be starting a YouTube channel or anything like that, but what does that look like for you? What is that thing that as far back as you can remember moved your heart for no reason? Something that you are passionate about. So tell me some things. Tell me, anybody? Brave. I know, I know we're not used to dialoguing on Sunday mornings, guys. I know this, but I'm different. <laughs> if y'all haven't got it yet. <laughs> writing. Writing. That's amazing. So writing. So do you spend time writing? Periodically? So as far back as you can remember, writing. Yeah. So that's amazing. And so I just want to pray right now. Father, I just bless Heather right now for this gift that you've put in her, Lord, to write, that you put in her from the foundations of the world, God, that she remembers, Lord, as a, in her young heart, inspiration, God. I just ask, God, that you restore the glory right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Restore the opinion that you had for Heather, God. I just come against every lie right now in the name of Jesus that says that she can't be an author, Lord, I just come against every lie of, and every opinion of man that says that she doesn't have anything worth writing about. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus, God, and I just ask, God, that you would allow that thing to flourish in her, God. Unlock, God, that in Heather today, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you just release more for her, Lord, in Jesus' name. That's, yeah, that's good. Writing. What, what else? Anybody else? Media, media, and yeah, Josh, like, I'm waiting for you to come out with some, like, apps and stuff like that, or, like, <laughs> I'm just waiting, you know? So, media, like, so tell me a little bit more about that as far as kind of, like, what you remember from, yeah. Now, was your dad, like, into tech or anything like that? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. See, and the, the, the other thing about that is, I, I was thinking about this, and, and again, in my preparation for the talk, and I'm going to pray for you in a second, Josh, but in my talk that if we don't, as leaders, Josh, if we don't go through the journey of unlocking those things in us, this coming generation that we're talking about that is going to have to influence the culture and it's not gonna just be good preaching and good messages. What if you would have had a mentor in media in the church that taught you how to steward that gift? That taught you how to steward it. So that so think about that, church. So what if we went through the journey of unlocking these gifts and these passions that God placed in us before the worlds were ever framed, and then youth ministry or, or any ministry could look more like mentoring people in gifts and passions that God placed in them. No one else placed in them. It's not the world can't take it. The world can't take it. The world didn't give it. The world can't take it away, right? The world didn't place that in there. These things that God placed in there, unlocking those so that reproduction can take place and we can actually influence a sphere of the culture. So we, that's, so I, I, we have a responsibility to make that journey in our gifts and our callings, our hobbies, whatever it is, so that we can steward others in that. So Father, I just bless Josh, Lord, not only in, in, in his gifting for media, God, and and what you've placed in him, God, but his leadership in that, Jesus. I just say right now in the name of Jesus that, Lord, even as the spark is put in him, God, that you give him discernment to see the spark in others, God, and to bring them alongside him, Lord, to, to help, Lord, and teach them the things that he's learning from you. We thank you for that, Jesus, and we just release him into that in further measure. Lord, we thank you for the ministry gift on his life, God. We don't discredit that by any means. We thank you that you've blessed him to sing, blessed him to play the piano, God. We don't discredit that, Lord, but we just say more in the name of Jesus, God. More, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that he can influence not only the church, God, but the entire culture through media in Jesus' name. There's more, guys. We have to broaden our perspective of the kingdom and who this God is that we served. If he gives us revelation to preach a good message, why can't he give us revelation to invent or to change or to do something this world has never seen in our sphere of society? And and even with that, like, I mean, we have jobs and things like that, but oftentimes, and I'm not saying, I don't want to, like, no one go out and quit your job or anything like that to, to do your hobby. <laughs> but we have jobs that we get locked in and we take that on as our identity as well. But even outside of that, there's more. I think it, I think it was... I think it was uh, Chris Volatin that was talking about, someone was telling me recently that he was uh, talking about everyone should have a hobby. Like everyone, there, if there's something in that that God wants our souls to be fed in creative, not, not in, in cre creative ways. And that was the conversation that we were having a while back is that like you, 
I never really saw myself as a creative person, right? But then I realized that God is the God of creation. And even in this like reptile passion thing, I really like making my own enclosures. So like customizing things. And that is a spark of creativity. I may not draw or be an artist, but all of us, because we are formed in the image of a creator, have a creative influence that we can release in the earth. We are all created, creates creators, and, and have the ability to be creative. So how does the Lord want to use you as a conduit in the earth for that? I think about... George Washington Carver, right? This man created 300 inventions from a peanut. <laughs> from a peanut. That's a miracle. <laughs> but he was a man of faith. Let me actually read a quote from him. Our creator is the same and never changes. Despite the names given by him by all people here and in all parts of the world, even if we gave him no name at all, he would st still be there within us waiting to give us good on this earth. God is waiting to release. It is good. He's waiting to release that yet again, original intent. It is good. And, and, and that's kind of like with my reptiles and stuff like that. Sometimes I do something, I just feel the breath of God. This is good. You know? And we, yeah, you eat your meal, whatever. You, if, some, if cooking's your thing, like, oh, this is good. That's Holy Ghost right there, right? <laughs> this is good. So broadening our perspective of that, I'm going to read. I think I'm going to do one more quote by him. George Washington Carver, I love to think of nature as an unlimited broadcasting station through which God speaks to us every hour if we will only tune in. An unlimited broadcasting station where he is constantly downloading to us if we can tune in. So what do we have to do to tune in? We have to stop listening to the opinions of men. We have to stop listening and conforming to the opinions of the culture and listen to the opinion of God that was placed in us before the foundations of the world. That's the broadcasting station that I'm trying to lock into right now. That's the broadcasting station that is going to transform a culture. We have to begin to stretch ourselves, greater capacity. But, and the thing about it is if these things are genuinely things that, like sometimes you, people get, talk about getting burned out in ministry and stuff like that. I feel like if these things are, and again, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm discrediting ministry. You guys got me on that, right? But if we are locking into these inherent passions, there's no burnout in that. I can literally work on my reptile tanks 
all day long, like hours and hours and hours. Be good. I ain't going to get burned out. <laughs> right? What is that thing for you? And it, and, it, and it may be, you know, music. It may, yeah, I was going to talk about you. Look at all, all, Opie over here. Opie is an amazing, I don't even know what to call it, crocheter. She's made blankets for our kids, and those blankets have blessed us. Like, I look at those blankets and Noah's Ark and... Those, I, I haven't tell you that, but those are such a blessing. I wrap my kids and I pray in those blankets sometimes. And, and those will be things that we keep in our family for years. She is using that, and I think she's even expanding it now to, to offer that in a broader perspective to the world. But it's a gift on the inside of her. And if Opie never steps in a pulpit, or anything like that. I don't even know if you've seen or anything like that, but you never do. You are doing ministry in that right now. So any opinion that, that says that you are not doing and fulfilling what God has called you to do and using your gifts and your talents, let that opinion go because this is foundational. This is locking into before and I bless you, Opie, in that. And I know that it's going to be amazing, that it's going to flourish, and that you are going to find a, a new level of freedom in God in that. So, yes, God. What is it for you? Jesus is waiting on it. We think about the parable of the talents, right? And one had this many talents, one had this many talents, and one squand buried his talents in the ground. But the thing about that scripture that's interesting to me is that he said he did it because he was afraid. So when we're considering opinions and locking into the opinion of God for us, sometimes foundationally we have to change our opinion of God in our own heart. Because if we see him as a hard man that is going to punish us if I didn't get my three hours of prayer in, then we're never going to lock in to his voice to hear what he's saying beyond that. So we have to change our opinion of God in some, in some instances. If we are still in that, in that mindset of God being a judge and a punisher, then we're going we're gonna to hide our giftings because we're pursuing other things and trying to conform to other things. We're going to squander that. And there's going to be a day of settling accounts and he's going to say, what did you do with what I placed in you before the foundations of the world? How did you use that to bring revenue to the kingdom of God? So today, I, I, I think I'm going to wrap up here. 
But I'm not going to wrap up there. I'm going to give a couple other examples. Okay? Is that, is that all right? So I think about people, and you guys may not know who these is. You are, sorry, who these people are, who, who these is. <laughs> but I think about people right now, like there's a comedian that I, I follow on social media. His name is Kev on stage, and he's hilarious. But the cool thing about him is he is doing comedy, but there is a genuine acknowledgement of the Lord. Though he's not preaching, but there is a genuine acknowledgement of the Lord in his life that is influencing the sphere of comedy right now. That is influencing the sphere of comedy. So, so, and I, so I follow Kev on stage, and there's another comedian that I like. Like, he was cool. Like, he was pretty clean and stuff like that. But uh, a few months after following him, I started seeing that he was tagging Jesus on every one of his posts. His name is Country Wayne. He's funny. He's tagging Jesus on every one of his posts. And then he started talking about, like, how he was getting flack for that. People were like, why are you talking about Jesus, man? Like, you're going to mess up your brand, all that type of stuff. You're going to mess up your, your platform if you talk about Jesus. And he's like, I'm not about to stop talking about Jesus. So, like I said, Kev on stage did that. And, of course, they're blowing up. So, when we, when we do that, we give permission to others to do the same. So, I think about, like, Steph Curry. I love him. He's playing basketball. But if that movie, it's Unbreakable, something like that. He was a big producer in that. It's a, you know, a Christian movie and stuff like that. So, like, there's, there's, I feel like in the culture right now, there's these pockets and glimpses that I'm seeing of people that are influencing a sphere of the culture and not shrinking back on promoting who it is that blessed them to be able to do that. Not shrinking back on that. So it's, 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 it's coming and it's happening, but we all have a role to play in that. And we may not all be famous. We may not all, I, I don't, like I don't want to have a, a YouTube channel that blows up. I am just trying to give him glory. Whatever you want, whatever that looks like, how can I give you glory with this gifting, with this talent, with this passion and this hobby? So do you guys, do you, like in this conversation, raise your hand if you have something that, I know like, I'm not going to go through everybody and have you, but you have something in your mind that you feel like the Lord is saying, this may be something that you can lock into more. Is anybody? Amen. So, Father, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would breathe right now, Jesus. Breathe on Haley Bain and, and cosmetology and hair right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that as, as she's doing hair, mindsets are shifted and changed in the name of Jesus, God. That you give her influence in that, Lord sphere of the culture, and whatever it is, Lord, that you've placed in her heart, God. That's the amazing thing about it. We, we don't know 
Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk some more. Then we're gonna pray some more. Sorry, guys. I told y'all I was gonna be all over the place. It's <laughs> the other thing about it is that when we do this, we have a better ability to connect as family as well. To connect as um, community. To know, hey, I think here recently, because I've started talking more about my passion for animals, I've had the opportunity, I know we've had some struggles with it, but uh, Eric and uh, Destiny got a leopard gecko for their kid. So to, to engage in community, because they say, hey, I know Chris is passionate about this. Let me call Chris. So instead of just Sunday morning, us connecting on Sunday morning, hi, bye, how you doing? I know that this person has a passion for this. Let me call them. If I don't have their number, I know pastor has their number. Let me call them so I can ask them about this and have a deeper connection as family, right? There's so many facets to this. We have to dig in and unlock what God has put in us. So Father, <laughs> I just thank you, Lord, for restoring before Jesus. Restoring before. I just ask right now, Jesus, Lord, I agree with the prayer that you prayed, God. I agree with any to agree on anything that shall be done. So I just say right now, Lord, that that same glory, Lord, that you had with the Father before the foundations of the world, God, would be in us, God, allowing us to lock in and fulfill callings of God on our life, Jesus. Allowing us to have deeper connection with family, God. Allowing us to influence and shift cultures, God, in spheres of influence, Jesus. Allowing us, God, to broaden our perspective of the kingdom, God, in, in this Sunday morning service, God, and in, 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 in weekly services or whatever it may be, God, and engaging one another in, in the culture, God, and in the week, Jesus. Engaging and actually being able to do life, God, with those that we bring into the kingdom because of a connection, God, or a mutual passion or a, a, a mutual appreciation for something, Jesus. I just say right now in the name of Jesus, every heart here, God, that you've whispered to, Lord, and said, that's it. I just say strength right now in the name of Jesus. I just ask for Holy Spirit wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Father of glory, Father of, sorry, I'm not trying not to lay up, Father of opinion, right now in the name of Jesus. Breathe the revelation of your opinion, God. Breathe the revelation of your opinion, God, for them, Lord, in that thing, Jesus. On their lives, Jesus, I just speak, God, right now, Lord, to every negative opinion, Jesus in their heart, and I say, go in Jesus' name. I just say right now, as a, as a church culture, Jesus, the condemnation, Lord, that the enemy has brought on us, God, because we are imitating others, God, and trying to 
fit into a box that you never called us to fit into, Jesus. That condemnation has to go in Jesus' name, God, so that your voice, Lord, the, the truth of your Holy Spirit can come, Jesus. I just say right now in the name of Jesus, expand our territory, God. Expand our territory, Lord. We just agree with the prayer of Jabez, Lord, right now, Lord, that you would expand, God, unlock, God, our territory, God. We say more right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for you sparking this here, God, but I just agree that this is what you're calling your body into on a larger measure. Can you guys agree with me in that? Let's pray. I just say right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that your church, God, is go going to look like more of a, a center of influence, Jesus. A center of influence, God, than a social club in the name of Jesus. We declare right now, Lord, that that that. People in the culture, influencers, businessmen, Lord, legislators, God, would come to your church, God, seeking mentorship because the revelation of heaven is there, Jesus. I ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you shift, God, our, our culture, Jesus. That you are the answer, Jesus. You know all the answers, Lord. That your hair is white as wool because you have the wisdom of the ages, God. You know it all. So I just say right now, Jesus, Lord, that your church would be who she is called to be in this age and in this time, Jesus. Unlock more of your identity in us, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for these things. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast from Awakening Church. You can find us online at awakeningky.com.